Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. Got a fun episode for you guys today. Lots of news, some fun updates for... Actually, I have no updates. <laughs> None. I got a picture of a door so, again this week. How many how many weeks in a row has it been like, here's a picture of your door? So you got another picture of your door. My door is ready for uh, technically, oh, he just texted me a little second ago. He says, made progress. Left door is set for paint. I applied epoxy primer and earlier this week and worked on filling the right door yesterday and today. Hope to get into poly prime early next week. So <laughs> we're still a few weeks out. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think the fenders are done. Cool. I think once the doors are on it's and primed, it's paint the car time. You will not be driving it to Road America Vintage Weekend. I don't think I'm going to go. Oh, really? I don't think I'm going to go. The um, Everything downtown has been canceled. No, they just moved it to the neighboring town. Are you serious? Yes. What, tell me about this. Yeah, they moved it to Plymouth instead of Elkhart. It's because Elkhart said, no, you can't do this. And I Plymouth don't know. Said, no, yes, I, you can. I think it's because there's more space downtown Plymouth. So they're going to like make people spread out and still have know. the parade. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm gone. I don't know. I, I got a cabin. Yes, you do. You got a trackside cabin. I'm yeah, going to be living. W- wife approved. Yeah, wife approved cabin. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't feel. I like things to feel the you same. and your bride could stay in our cabin with us yeah and listen to you snore from three doors away i'm sure i, I there's not a door so there's a curtain <laughs> oh really yep yeah no that's never <laughs> not not gonna happen unless you want to sleep outside on the, on the porch again. of that cabinet again um so do you know what a laundry machine is what? like a washer or dryer yeah it's called a laundry machine right? no it's called a washer or dryer it's a laundry machine and then okay. it's that's the that's the <laughs> heading above and then below that su- the subheading is washer dryer both are laundry machines so you say laundry machine <laughs> okay i get into this fight with my wife all the time what? it is a laundry machine i had to buy a new laundry machine so which which subcategory of laundry machine did you end up buying <laughs> I bought a dryer. Okay. okay. But I had to go get the dryer first. So I had to get a truck. And oh. I, so I went to look at the dryers. They didn't have them stock. So I had to drive all the way out to Stillwater to get the dryer. And I measured the... You were driving right by my house and didn't say hi. Not really, because I came from the north, which means I was nowhere. Oh, I was in Oak Park point. Heights. And it's yeah. not near your house. So I measured the hole in the opening of the wagon. Okay. Like the, yeah. Yeah. What hatch. are you cocking your eyes for? <laughs> Excuse me, honey. Come here. I need to measure the hole. What are you talking about? Why no, am I getting just, an eyebrow raise out I, of this? I can just picture you trying to load this laundry machine into the back of the wagon. Okay. So I and measured everyone in the parking lot just like rolling their eyes laughing. Well, going, I measured. Yep, okay. So I yep. measured 27 inches uh-huh. by 30 inches. Uh-huh. And the dryer is 27 inches by 30 inches, pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm not going to drive all the way out to Stillwater, take this thing out of the the box in the parking lot yeah put it on the bumper slide it in scratch the <laughs> hell out of my bumper just trying to rail that thing in there over and over and over again it reminds me of this video i saw on facebook where this guy is in front of home depot with his minivan with two by fours riding up and he's riding his lawnmower that he just his- bought into his <laughs> minivan no <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, would have been almost as bad. So I decided not to do it. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm just going to go and get my uh, a friend's truck. Okay. okay. So I went and got a truck from a friend. And, <laughs> okay, first of all, the truck does not have air conditioning. Yeah. And it has uh, a gasket leak. Okay. And it's a little bit rusty. Okay. I mean, it's a trusty truck. I mean, the thing yeah, will get, it'll get you anywhere you need to go. Uh, so anyway, I go on the freeway. I'm on my way to go get this. This, this laundry machine. Uh-huh. And I go to pass somebody and I floor the truck. Okay. And lift my foot up when I'm done passing him. Uh-huh. And the pedal stays Ooh. on the floor. Oh. I had my first case of unintended acceleration. Well, I wouldn't call it unintended acceleration. I would call it continuing acceleration. <laughs> well, it was unintendedly, unintendedly? Sure. It was unintendedly accelerating. Unintentionally. After I, uh, that's the word. <laughs> continuing to accelerate right yeah and i didn't want it to do that anymore right. so i that's why i took my foot off the pedal because uh-huh. I, I no longer wanted to increase that's the, how this the rate of speed sure, at which i was sure, traveling sure. i wanted it to go down <laughs> not continue to, to, to go up uh-huh. and so then i pulled my foot off the pedal and it's like, and it's like i mean the exhaust noise is, is going crazy and i'm like oh my god like, huh. oh my god huh. what am i gonna do so what was the first thing i did uh, you kicked the pedal, the side of the pedal. Yeah, I kicked the pedal. I popped, I put my foot on it. Yeah. I tapped it and I kicked the side of it. Didn't work. Really? What's the next thing I did? 
Well, then you turn the key off. You turn the key off because that However, is what Chris, you do. Hold on. But you don't turn it all the way to off. Otherwise, your steering locks. That's not true. The steering wheel only locks when you take the key out. Oh. You have to take the key out for the steering wheel lock. On every to vehicle? On every vehicle I've ever driven. It doesn't lock till you take the key out. Even when a car is off, you can, even my 911, the key's in it, turn the key, unlock it, turn the key all the way back. You can rotate the steering wheel all you want, and it won't lock till you pull the key out. Okay. Pretty sure. Pretty sure okay. that's how most cars are. Okay. Um, but you don't, obviously you don't have to turn it all the way off. You can just cut the ignition yep. to the, to, so I did that yep. and the gas pedal popped back up. <laughs> that's all I I'm needed. like, all right. And then you just turn it And then it I back. just turned it back on at 90 <laughs> miles an hour and uh, away we went. And I uh, realized it. that I have forgot to tell him that he has a sticky accelerator pedal. So I'm I'll sure have to, he'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to do that. So then anyway, so I get the dryer, uh-huh. uh, the laundry machine, laundry and, machine. <laughs> and I put the laundry machine in the back of the truck, uh-huh. right? And I have help from this kid. He's like 12, yeah. right? He's like yeah. 12 years old. He's yeah. like, yeah, let me help you with the dryer. He's right. like super skinny. So that was my first job, actually, like in high school. I was courtesy patrol at Menards. Yeah, that's basically what, this was Lowe's. And uh, the guy had a little Lowe's vest on. He was the skinniest person I've ever seen. He was literally 12. Oh, mister, would you exactly. need some help loading? It, exactly. He's the guy that's looking at every female <laughs> going like, "How? what is this thing? How does it work? <laughs> what are those things growing out of the front of its body? <laughs> and uh, so but, so he helped me load it in. I'm like, hey, I'd love to give you a tip. And he, he was like, he got so uncomfortable. He was like, I cannot accept tips. I can't. Yeah, I can't do that. Not I'm like, Oops, I just dropped this $10 on the ground. I'm so sorry. And then I turned around and walked away. And he went, and he like, and he like ran back in the building. Like no, he was he didn't so, take it? he didn't take it. He like ran away as fast as he could, like buzzed out of there. So we, we took the laundry machine back, got it in the house and we had. Wait, no, so did you go get the $10 bill back? Jess got it. Okay. I, I was going to leave it there on the ground forever. And then he, someone else could find it or he. He do you could, do could. you also call Jess the laundry machine? <laughs> <laughs> I should. Um, I so this thing is a Wi-Fi equipped. So I just I uh, I I named the the dryer like do some effing laundry <laughs> is the is the name of it is the name of the app. But it's nice. It Why do you, you need a dryer to be Wi-Fi you, enabled? You cannot hear the beep in my house, so you don't know when it's done. Then it needs to be a louder beep. Well, I can't control that. What am I supposed to do? Put a uh, an air horn on the laundry machine? Yeah. Or how about one of your amps? Just hook it up to your stereo amp. <laughs> I can have an analog experience <laughs> yeah. with the laundry being on. No, so it just sends you a push notification. Hey, it's dry. And then you just, whatever. It's it's great. You know, it's the other one sure. didn't work. This one does work. Sure. The other clothes would remain wet. Uh-huh. These clothes are now dry, <laughs> which is reminds me of uh, Back to the Future. Your jacket is now dry. You know what I'm talking about? I Where don't he, remember he, that. He like falls in the phone. He's got that gray and red jacket on. Okay. And was this uh, when he was wearing the Nikes too that automatically yeah, yeah, lays yeah, yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Your jacket is now dry. I should find that clip. Drying mode on. <laughs> <laughs> Your jacket is now dry. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like you fell the phone over. His jacket is now dry. So that is... Uh, that's what uh, your laundry machine does That's what my now. laundry machine does. It actually dries clothes, which is a big bonus for what a dryer is supposed to do. And uh, yeah, that's been my week. I bought a lawnmower and I bought a dryer. Those are the most uh, exciting Look things that have you. happened to me in the last two weeks. So speaking of transporting and needing a truck, so I am no longer going to have a pickup truck and I'm okay with that. Right. But... I have a hitch and a trailer. I have a little utility trailer. You need, why don't you have a little utility trailer? Uh, they can I, tow behind the wagon. I know I should, but I, I haven't needed it yet. Yeah. So it hasn't, I won't do something until I need to do it. I'm not going to put a hitch on the wagon if I don't necessarily need the hitch on the wagon. When I need the hitch, I will do it. I'm not going to preemptively do it. Yeah. I don't have a utility trailer either, so it makes no sense whatsoever. Well, I do. And I also no longer have a boat to pull. So why do you? Why are we talking about this? What are you? Do you putting a trailer hitch on your Porsche or something? What's going well, on? I did already. On what? On the Macan. Oh, great! So what are you towing? My utility trailer and my boat. What boat? I no longer have a boat. <laughs> <laughs> but so you put the you put the hitch on. Is it one of the hidden ones that looks yeah. like a big a big elephant penis hitch. thing? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. It's not the European style. Oh, okay. What well, looks like a totally erect. You know. Right. No, it doesn't do that. Okay. No, but it is hidden where it like it actually it goes up where the receiver goes vertically up into sure. that rather than side. So all the weight is just hanging on a pin. Well, no, it's a locking mechanism. It's made for this. Right, but it's. Rather than the shear being on the, the actual hitch, it's actually pulling down on something. Yeah. So it's like a catch or a pin or something like that is yeah, carrying all the way. Yeah, some sort of catch What is it, class zero? What is this thing? No, it's a class three. Okay. Well, yeah. as long as you- Toe is like 8,000 pounds. 
Come on. Yeah. It does not. Yeah. The Macan does not. No, tow but 8, the hitch 000. does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you see, like, uh, you remember watching the Top Gear episodes with the, um, when they did the caravans? Yeah. The, the guy, the things people tow around in oh, Europe, like if you, if you go on, nuts. if you go on like, uh, what is it? Trailers.com or something like that. And you look up trailer hitches for cars. <laughs> you can get one for anything. You can get one for anything, but the, the ratings are terrible. Like oh, you okay. can tow like uh, some mulch. Or you can tow. You can tow. So like you can go to the uh, the, the my pillow guy. You can buy. You can fill the whole trailer up with pillows and, and then, come home. But if you look at like uh, like the the European websites for trailers, here my car, my my wagon, my TDI wagon can tow like fifteen hundred pounds. Okay. There, if you go to get the like the Westphalia edition trailer yeah. hitch, it's like six thousand pounds. So it's the rating system is different because the Macan can tow four thousand here, but exact same spec they listed as six thousand in Europe. That's crazy. I know. It's probably uh, litigious problems. Yeah, it is. I think For that's sure. probably, and maybe some more responsible drivers as as well. In Europe or here? In Europe, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I just can't figure out why the ratings are different. It is, it's gotta it be, is different. It's got to yeah. be lawyers. But anyways, be- sold the boat, and now you got me looking at other boats. Yes. Yeah. Looking- well, you came in here today yeah. with a wooden boat, yeah. which is lame. Yeah. I've already talked, admit that it's lame compared to what I've shown you. Um, I still like the idea of like a classic wooden boat, a big Chris Craft with the V8. Why? I don't know, because it's cool. It's kind of romantic yeah. in a way, but that's about the only thing it's I know, got going it's, for it. It's, they're slow. I don't know they're how horrible to maintain, to maintain a wooden boat. You got to store it differently. Yeah, you got to be stored inside. I know. With a fiberglass, you just leave it out in the outside if you want to with a cover on it. You're right. generally fine. Yeah, so you sent me some Donzies that I do really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, this week I helped a buddy lower his 911 SC, which was not a nightmare. I no, was expecting that. Did you I get was, the little? Well, I was expecting a nightmare like uh, we had with my car. No, he's got SC spring plates in his car, right? Which means you don't have to take the torsion bar. You, you I know you did, but he, you, yeah, you don't have to, to right. take the torsion bar. Right. You could have just, yeah, I see what you mean. You just rotate the yeah, little thing. But no, he got his like was sagging weird, so he replaced the torsion bar. Was it indexed well. improperly? Mm, potentially, but he's like, I'm just going to replace it all. How much was that? I don't know. Probably a lot. That seems like an expensive thing to do rather than just re-index the side <laughs> that was lower than the other side. Yeah, that's no fun. <laughs> well, neither is doing torsion bars. No. Well, yeah, it was easier this time, mainly because I drank beer and told him what to do. Yeah, that's yeah, much, much easier. Yeah. Your car was a nightmare. Yeah, was, we, everything was full of rust. We talked about that. That was really oh, bad. That was awful. Also, Chris, I have a great idea okay. that i called you about earlier this week yeah i was well, like all right what is so the, the armor still for sale okay and there's a guy who's interested and he like he's not a used car dealer but he has like a bunch of stuff he buys and sells and trades and whatever he goes would you be interested in any trades it's like not really but i am yes, interested no but right maybe. no but maybe exactly it, is what I it, said. is it a a boat right b a gun yeah or c a cool car yeah or uh d Cash. Those are, the, those are the four things. Trade. But yeah, yes. well, it's technically it is. I mean, yeah. it's guns, but boats, cars, says, or cash. Oh, are you open to trades? What am I to say? Yeah, trade for cash. Yes. Name, name something you'd take and trade for other than a gun, boat, or another car. Motorcycle. Come on, that's in the same genre. Okay, we're talking the genre of things with wheels or bullets. That's or or, or it goes on water. Things that go bang. Yes. This is basically how you list it. Yes. Open to cash or things so what that is go he, bang. What does this dude want to so trade you? So he's got a whole mess of stuff, like a, an old Chevy pickup that I'm like, man, I don't really want that to try to sell it. And then he's got like this weird mini truck, like off road Daihatsu thing. Oh, like a little Suzuki type little. Yeah, but it's not like a Swift. It's like looks like a maintenance. Truck no, that Suzuki made one with a little bed on the back. Sure. Just, yeah, yeah, he's got one of those things. I was like, I don't want that. Why? Those are awesome. They even Yeah, but he wants like 13 grand for it. I've always thought it would be great to try and drive are one of those. Are they even street legal? Yeah, totally. 100%. They're 100% Can street legal. Can they go the speed limit? Uh, they go like 45 or 50. <laughs> what am I going to do with that thing? Well, anywhere you would go around here, the speed limits are four, 55, so you might just be driving a little bit. <laughs> they have air conditioning. A lot of them do. Okay. This one was lifted with like a snorkel and like a winch on it. They're like, four-wheel drive. Yeah, They're awesome. I'm sure it'd be sweet. Like How out is on the that property. not awesome? Who needs one of those Polaris things when you could have one right, of these? That's what the, and he did have a couple side-by-sides like that. And then he goes, and I also have this Corvette. Oh, no. It's a 1981 oh, no. black Corvette with the red vinyl interior. It's an auto. When I think but of, he's oh, selling no. selling it cheap. When I and think so 81 like, Corvette. I, I think, think I need a Corvette. I think of the, uh, what was the movie? Gosh, the Wraith. I think of that's the 81 Corvette, the gray one from there with the big arches in the front yep. over the wheels. Yep. And it's and really pop po- up headlights. Yeah, and it's pointed in the yeah, front. Yeah. It's a it great like a Batmobile a little bit. They're great looking cars. Yeah. I'll say it. I like that style of Even Corvette quite a bit. Even the font. 
where it says Corvette on the back is different. Like it's very 80s. It's a great car, yeah. but not in an auto. That's going to suck. And they are well, I'm not going to keep it forever. What is it like a what's the engine in there? It's like a just a 350? Yeah. With like 12 horsepower? Sure. They're so slow. A. Sure. B. I'm going through the alphabet thing today. Okay. B, it's an automatic. <laughs> right. And here's the thing. If this guy could sell that thing uh-huh. and make money on it. Uh-huh. If this guy is a car flipper guy, yeah. he would have done it already. Mm. So why is he selling it to you? Because he's dumb. No. Yep. Probably I'm going to be smarter than him, and then I'm going to drive this thing for the rest of the summer. I can be like Corvette. Summer. Although this guy yeah. does want a broken Hummer truck, so yeah. maybe his <laughs> his, uh, his decision-making capabilities pro- might not be all there anyway. So I really want to get this Corvette and flip it. Uh, why don't you just drive it for a little while and have fun with it? The Corvette? Yeah, just... That's what I mean. Yeah, drive it for the how summer. How hard is it to... I can't be that bad to swap a manual in that. Probably not. I, mean, I don't think it'd be worth it. I would just, like, clean it, polish can, can it. Can it be clean? It's black with red interior. Right. right? Yeah. So yeah. can you... I mean, it can it be polished up, or is it just sure. wasted? Hey, those things are fiberglass, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they're fiberglass. Did they paint them with paint, or did they use gel coat on on those? What did oh, they... Oh, like what a did they, boat? Yeah, I don't know. What did they do on those fiberglass? I bet they use regular automotive paint. I'm sure they do. You did. would hope? Yeah, you would I think so. Know. All right. Well... This news update, uh, this news episode brought to you by our Patreons. I wanted to say a big thank you to our June Patreons. we got uh, new $10 patrons, uh, Brandon Cervantes, Brad Thompson, Only Euro, and Tyler Brevigel. Probably pronouncing that wrong. And our new $5 patrons this month, Christopher Deutsch, Steve Alukia, and Kurt Frankie. I just want to say thank you all for signing up for the Patreon this month. It means a lot. You get, uh, if you haven't signed up yet, it's only $5. Yeah, five dollars a month. The show. Um, if everybody that listens, content. If every, everybody that listens threw in five dollars, we could we could travel and do more interviews and do yeah. so much more things. We really, really are depending on you guys. We really appreciate the guys that do support the show, help pay the rent, keep the lights on. And uh, I have so many cool ideas that I, we could be doing, and I want to do. Yeah, like it just super takes, in depth stories. It takes money. It yeah. takes money. We'd like to do it, and. Uh, if we get more patrons, we'll be able to do that for you guys. You get exclusive content, you get merch, you get access to early merch, like the pins that we did earlier. Yep. Um, and plus you get to feel good about yourself, which is always nice. So BMW is awesome. Wait, what? Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, <laughs> you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself. Yeah. Yes, BMW has totally redeemed themselves. BMW confirmed today it will offer two variants of its upcoming M3 and M4 performance cars. Here's the thing. I still don't understand why they went to M3, M4. I don't know either. Instead of just doing M3 and then offering a coupe and a four-door. Why does, what is the, the reasoning behind two separate models like I that? I don't know. It's so dumb. It, but then Audi followed in their footsteps. Now they're, oh, the, the A5 is the two-door A4. I don't understand. Right? It's the same thing. I don't understand. Anyway, uh, the, the, uh, the M3 and M4 performance car is a base model with 480 horsepower and a manual transmission and a competition version with 510 horsepower and an eight-speed automatic. I'm guessing that's like a SMG DSG style transmission. Both variants will send power to the rear wheels with X-Drive eventually making its way to the competition model as an option at a later date. So rear-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive first. Yep. Manual, manual. transmission yeah. first. 480 horse. So is that, they don't still have the V8 in them, do they? Uh, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, for customers who prefer this, I love this. This is so German and so exactly what I want okay. a manufacturer to say. Okay. If I had to, go, if I was asleep right now uh-huh. and I was having this dream where okay. I was driving a car and I had the CEO of a company sitting next to me yeah. and I was driving a car I didn't like, like a BMW minivan. Yeah. And he was going to tell me about what else they were doing to make me feel okay that I was driving the minivan. This is what they would say. Quote, for customers who prefer a puristic performance experience and particularly intense interaction with their vehicle, the model variants with a manual transmission constitute an offer that is unique in this segment. Head of development, uh, Dirk Hacker, said in a release. On the other hand, with the competition versions of the new M3 sedan and the new M4 coupe, we are addressing maximum dynamics in regards to powerful and development and transfer, initially with classic rear-wheel drive and at a later date with conjunction with the all-wheel drive system. Yes, I prefer a puristic driving experience with intense, intense interaction. interaction. <laughs> That's how I want all my relationships to be. Intense. I want them to be puristic and intense, <laughs> which is exactly what I want in, in every uh, relationship I have, especially yeah. my cars and wife. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, so though BMW didn't confirm which twin turbo straight six will power the new M3 and M4, it's highly likely the unit is the same S58 found in the current X3 and X4M. Okay. The new output is 66 more horsepower than the current M3 and M4, and also more than uh, competitors like the 503 horsepower AMG or the 404 horsepower RS5. Right. Uh, BMW released a handful of pictures on track in conjunction with the announcement, saying it will be released in September of 2020. And uh, it, you can see, it's, you can't really see much. It's because they're, they're camouflage. They're painted, but even the little, they have this like thing over the front of the car yeah. where you can't see it, but it has these like super ugly square mesh things where the air goes into the radiator. Okay, and even those look better than most of the girls that BMW has come up with. <laughs> it's a um, square. I, I was kind of wondering, like, if you look at the design of the camouflage, yeah, it's really cool. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes like this, who is designing these? Is there a job? It is it is now your job to find out oh, if okay. someone is doing the is arc. There, yeah, is there like a is camouflage a designer? Like Hans Gruber. Well that's actually that's the guy from Die Hard, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's the random German name I come up with is Hans Gruber. So Hans Gruber, when he's not attacking the, uh, what is it, uh, the plaza, yeah. Nakatimi Plaza or whatever, yeah, going after it. Bruce yes. Willis. Yes. When he's not doing that, he's designing, or well, he died, so he's probably not doing that. <laughs> he fell from the 48 story. Before he died, he designed uh -huh. a lot of these camouflages, oh, sure. and they're okay. still in the archives. They're still Wait, pulling okay. them out. I, There's got to be a guy. Yeah, There's a guy. There is. You, and you just inspired me. We should do a whole episode on automotive camouflage camouflage and yes. stuff like that yes. because actually did you know in world war ii there was i forget if it was the japanese or something they had camouflage for a lot of their ships like their destroyers with the weird like pattern that's geometric yeah, have yeah, you seen yeah. this yeah absolutely yeah they're Cause, cool because then you can't tell like where the bow of the I ship forget is what that, everything i forget else. what that's called there's a specific name sure. for that camouflage i don't remember what it is okay oh uh, but bmw despite its awesomeness is also still Lame. I want to let, I wanna let me, we talked about this a little bit, but they're yeah. kind of expanding on the uh, the buy stuff later type of thing. Remember we talked about okay. this a long time ago. Um, the automaker detailed Wednesday its update for in-car tech, including new navigation services, wireless Android auto capability, digital key support, and over-the-air upgrades yeah. to some vehicles. So before this was just basically uh, dealers could do it. Right. Right. You could you could. Uh, you know the dealer would be like, oh, we're going to turn this on on this car and this on on this car, and then they could charge more charge more for it they pay the same for a bunch of cars and they can gotcha. do a bunch of okay. things okay so bmw says we'll offer upgrades such as driver assistance and convenience features to new owners although it depends on where the car lives the choices may include active lane control or other driver assistance features bmw spokesman's alex schmuck literally his name <laughs> noted the exact features to be offered haven't been defined yet but they could include such options as automatic auto, automatic parking remote parking backup features blah 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 that retraces the vehicle's path for up to 150 feet what? Uh, <laughs> what i don't know it records a drive and can retain up to 20 seconds prior to a crash buyers can choose it for 39 dollars a year 99 dollars for three years or 149 for a lifetime this is so mind-boggling the fact that all the features are there on a vehicle but you have to pay to activate them the prices of other possible features aren't yet available and the schmuck noted the heated seats will not be available for purchase after the sale <laughs> okay okay so that they're not going to install and just not turn on for you yeah i don't know this is like something that i feel like this came in the the video game industry first oh really yeah it's like it's called microtransactions sure so you would buy the game yeah it was fifty dollars oh but all the things that you actually want to do in the game you have to cost buy. like two or three dollars a piece if you want oh, if you want this gun or you want it you want this camo for your guy or you want a different jacket for your guy or whatever it's not necessarily things that um impact the gameplay right but it's all things that should have just came with it in the first place right. um one thing that's interesting though is this could be good for the guys that buy used cars because you could buy a used BMW that doesn't have this stuff. And if you want it, you could go to the dealer and be like, hey, I want to turn this stuff on. You could pay $150 and have all these features pop up on the car. You or buy. what about this scenario, Chris? Let's say I have a 2021 BMW, whatever, that I'm going to sell you in three years. And when I go to sell it, I bought all the features. It's got all the tech, right? Yep. And then I go to sell it to you. And then somehow when that pings up in their system that it's a new owner, they remotely shut all that off. Well, that's what Tesla did. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see if that's, is it transferable? I don't know. Do you have to repurchase this stuff with every time so you read? So dumb. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like this backdoor way to make more money. Oh, you for know, sure. It's, yeah. All right. Next story here. So. Chris, the Dakar Rally has been around since the late 1970s. We did a great episode on yes, the Dakar Rally. We did a whole in-depth episode where we dive deep into the history of it. And do you remember how it started? 
The, You're just one dude. The dude got yeah. lost in the desert and was like, huh, if I ever make it out of here, this would be a great place for a race. Yeah, because he was delirious and yes. like hallucinating yes. out in the middle of nowhere. So anyways, to celebrate this rich history, the organizers have announced a new category starting in the 2021 Dakar event called the Dakar Classic. So the Dakar Classic will be open to cars and trucks that could have raced or actually did race in the Paris Dakar during the 1980s and 90s, as well as period accurate replicas as well can be entered. That's great. So they'll start and finish at the same points as the rest of the racers, but this category will have its own parallel route. So classic motorcycles, however, which have always been part of it, yep. will not be be included in this class i don't understand why. which is fine because i don't care yeah <laughs> anyway it would be great to see some of the if we could see some old porsche imagine seeing or, yeah the dakar like winning it. 953 pulled straight from the porsche museum and like raced or that the mitsubishi that we talked about yeah, yeah the uh uh pangero yeah the pangero seeing that thing out there like yeah. bobbing around oh this would be, be really or like some old g-wagons so i have a old theory. w123s yes. yeah I have a theory about why they're doing this. So in their big like press statement or whatever, they're like, well, we're continuing the future of the race to be looking at sustainable power plants and electric and environmentally friendly races. They're like, we also want to look at our heritage. My thought is they're like, okay, the writing's on the wall. Pretty soon in the next 10 years, all these cars are going to be electric or hybrid or whatever. We need to keep it really badass and cool, so we need to get these older classes involved. Yes. That's well, my thought. I mean, it's possible, but the problem is, is that the competition isn't fierce on that stuff like it is with the new stuff. Right. I mean, anytime you look at vintage racing, classic racing, good Right, it's wood, more just for like the exhibition of it. It's it's guys drive around with their Rolex hanging out the window, <laughs> right? I mean, that's really what it is. It's, 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 it's- Are you big, saying it's like wooden boats, Chris? Yes, in a way, except wooden boats are lame and Dakar cars oh, are cool. Um, so Volkswagen has delayed its ID3 because of software troubles. And I only want to talk about this because there's something cool afterwards. Okay. So as you know, the ID3 is the spearhead of uh, what is it, like billions, like $60 billion. Yeah, they put billions of dollars in developing. It's been going on this for years. Like their it's, new electric Yeah, thing, it's finally right? getting close, uh, but they've been delayed uh, a second time. Some versions will now be delivered in September with cloud connection versions I, that's got to be in Europe, right? We're not getting cloud this. connection. Cloud connected versions not out until the end of the year. It was originally supposed to launch in Europe sometime this summer. The ID3, this is VW, uh, v, I'm, Jesus, via Wall Street Journal. The ID3's internet connection is meant to allow owners to update the car's systems wirelessly without having to make a pit stop at a dealership. This is so dumb. This is more over-the-air updates. stuff. Tesla already does this, but Volkswagen's new army of software engineers has so far failed to establish a robust link between the car and the company's cloud-based applications that it has Why? been developing with Microsoft. Who Why knows? is this because so hard? It's, because it's hard, apparently. You give it a cell, you know, a cellular connection, and you're done. I'm sure they know what they're doing, Jake. No, of course. I I better go over there and tell <laughs> them. Look, all right, just embed this phone in the software, and you're good to go. The last few months working under difficult conditions of the pandemic have been a big challenge for the entire team. That makes the imminent market launch of the ID3 all the more important," said Thomas Ulbrick, board member of the Volkswagen brand and in charge of electric vehicle development, said in a statement. Uh, this might. In my opinion, mm -hmm. this is the most important car Volkswagen has ever built outside of the Beetle because they have so much riding on this car. Yeah. When this car comes out, it has to be good because if it's not good, everything after it will be judged on the barometer of what this car is. What we, this is, hey guys, we spent $60 billion. <laughs> Here you go. What do you think? It's got to be good. It's got to be better than anything else out there at its price range, at its price point, what it does, range, everything. It's got to be good. It's got to work. It's got to be perfect. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not looking. Bad I mean, news it's, bears. It's, it's bad news bears. However, I did uh -huh. dig up this in another article. We could be getting an ID3R. Okay. Volkswagen, so some sort of hot version of the like, yeah, like car. the R, the racing version. Yeah. Which, I mean, come on. It's not going to be a race car. No. Volkswagen is reportedly close to giving the green light. You know what would be kind of interesting? Hmm. I would, I might watch this. Is a bunch of like little electric hatchbacks racing in like full contact Ooh. around a, like a Suzuka circuit or something. Okay. Just like, what, you just want to see a demolition derby yes. is basically what you're yeah, talking about. I want to see how fast each one burns to the ground <laughs> after the batteries explode. Um, Volkswagen is reportedly close to giving the green light to an R badge version of the all electric ID3. Such a model would be the German Mark's first performance-focused electric hatchback. Cool. 
Um, so the ID three, it, it is basically, it's going to be a hatchback or is that just the platform that they're going to put all sorts of different stuff on? It's the platform, but it's also the ID three is the little hatchback. Looking okay. thing. It kind of looks like an it evolution. Looks like a golf. Of, it looks like a Volkswagen up, like the evolution of the up, like it's, mm, but it's going to be golf sized. I assume. Yes. Yes, it will. Uh, Volkswagen's development chief, Frank Welsh said the ID three R's quote, something we're looking at. He added, I like the idea, but we have to decide if the market is ready to accept such a model. Yeah, it yeah. Is. If Look you're at- getting rid of the golf, yes. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Volkswagen's planned electric-specific performance badge GTX won't be, which I've never heard of. No, I've been. Won't be used on the ID3 because it's reserved for cars with the twin-motor, four-wheel drive powertrain. While the while that will fit in the larger ID4, the ID3 is being launched with a single motor. Here's kind of a fun statement: rear-wheel drive setup only. Ooh. So, so a rear wheel drive little hot hatch? Yeah, I know it's electric, but uh, it that could, could be, be good. Fun. It could be good. Even if it's is just as it long the, as it has like you can turn off track and control. Which you can. The ID three can accept four wheel drive because you just know that that you're almost gonna want to have the rear wheel drive non R version if they make an, an all wheel drive R version. Like, why wouldn't you want just want the rear wheel drive version right. anyway? Well, it's not gonna matter because it's not like you're gonna be able to slide the rear tires out. Uh, maybe the problem is, is are we going to be able to hack into this stuff and chip it? Is APR going to be able to get into the software and, and modify this type of stuff? There will not be a GTX variant, Welsh says, but we're yet to decide on a rear wheel drive R variant. So we could get it. That'd be cool. Yeah. For Welsh sure. said such a car would uh, need a performance e-motor and four wheel drive. Uh, you know, the, the most powerful launch model is 200 horsepower. Okay. So it's 200 horsepower. And it could be rear-wheel drive. The planned R model is supposed to have 300 horsepower. Right. Yeah. We'll see where things go. doesn't look like it's going to be even so a So it would be comparable to like today's Golf R, but more, oh. he- more heavy because you have all these batteries. Also known as heavier. Yeah. For- more heavy. <laughs> more heavy. More heavy. Uh, 2024 is as soon as you're going to see any of this. Okay. So, Chris, you're familiar with drone racing. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. So, get this. The Drone Championship League, which is the main organizing body of that, has just completed testing on its first manned aerobatic drone. So, basically, they're looking into manned drone racing. So, uh, hold on. I'm imagining a dude uh-huh. in a drone. Uh-huh. But he's not steering because someone else is flying it. Because that's what a drone is, really. Right, it's right. someone else is flying the drone. So it's a guy just strapped in there. <laughs> he has no idea what's going on. It's just like <laughs> no, he's like just buckle down, like actually drive it. But that would be funny. So does he drive it with a controller? He's in his in his like, with his phone, just there trying to fly yeah. around. So no, you have to think about it. how is this different. It's not a plane. It's not a helicopter. It actually ever, looks like a big drone. Have you ever been to the old pilot. air shows, like the Oshkosh oh, yeah. air show? Yeah. Do you know that there's there's a very specific plane. Uh-huh. It's red. It has a big engine on the front and little tiny wings. Yeah. And these planes fly around. They go around the balloon races. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what I'm imagining this is like. Have you seen on... Uh, <laughs> uh, Red, you Bull watch, like, Red Bull does this racing with, exactly. these, with these super fast planes that yeah. are driving around canyons and stuff like yes. that. Yes. It's incredible to yeah. watch. I'm surprised it's not more popular. It's amazing. Yes. So that's not what this is. This craft. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's all this amazing shit. Yeah. yeah. No, no, this no, no. Is, yeah. no, this looks like you're like Ronin DGI or whatever. Not, no. What is it called? Yeah. Ronin. A DGI yeah. makes the Ronin. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you like your standard drone, except it's bigger and there's a guy sitting in it. Okay. okay. So the craft is quote, inspired by formula one race car design and has 12 motors powered by 24 14 S batteries, which I had to look this up. I thought it was like a typo for 14 volt, but 14 S is a type of 48 volt rechargeable lithium ion battery okay. packs. So the body is made out of carbon fiber and it is. weighs a little over 308 pounds. And then the batteries weigh 12. All of the rest. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they have a video of this thing testing with just a dummy strapped into it. And right. They, the guy is actually, as much as you joked, the guy is on the ground controlling it okay. as they're testing it. But it looks so freaking cool. Like he gets up to altitude and all of a sudden it can just do like random flips and like crazy maneuverability stuff. This sounds like vomit just waiting to happen. The most like, imagine these things crashing though. That seems very futuristic. Yeah. It does. Well, the thing is they're very, very stable. Okay. They're extremely stable. They're able to stabilize themselves. Right. Because they have four rotors. Right. And they're able to stabilize themselves but very, what if very well. While you're racing around in these canyons and these, oh, they're like pod racers. Yeah, these little like pod yes. racer things. Yeah. But they're going to crash into each other then. And then they're going to die. Well, as long <laughs> as they're okay with it. 
I yeah, mean, maybe this will be the new like Formula One. Yeah, where dudes are just dying all the time, right? And we're just They're into like, it yeah. for the just the, the just carnage. The, the carnage of it all. I mean, it's obviously going to take some big courage to be able to do this. People are going to have to learn. There's guys that do drone racing. Right, they, they like they'll set up. A, they'll have a building, right, and right. they set up all kinds of hoops yeah, and lights and so stuff like that. So that's who's investing in this. That's the oh, league. It is. Yeah, what I said is the drone championship league. Okay, so which the guys is that, that are flying organizing these. body is the, they're the ones testing this thing. Okay, and so I'm imagining other than the G forces, these guys are going to be in the head because they look. They wear goggles, right? They wear VR goggles, right. basically. Yeah, it looks and like you and you just vomit trying to do. That. I watch these guys do. You watch. You can watch the competitions on YouTube. Yeah, yeah and everything is happening so fast. I don't it's, get it. It's absolutely mind blowing how fast everything's going on. Yeah. All right. So um, the next thing I was going to talk about this, but I've decided that we're not going to. Okay. And the reason that we're not going to is because I don't have the courage to do it. Okay. And uh, basically, it's the the article about how Petrolicious is in hot water. The owner said a bunch of racist stuff on his personal right. Facebook page, and now everybody's going after Petrolicious. Yeah. They're they, destroying Petrolicious, right? Well, and a lot of the connections they had, like road and track, backed out of any like, yep. partnership. Yeah, uh, like eBay backed out of their partnership. Basically, the I think his name is uh, Ashvin, I think. And he basically said racist stuff, and now everybody's canceling Petrolicious. Yeah. And I was going to kind of get into this a little bit, but I just... I, this is hard because I, I feel like I, as somebody who is fairly educated with political philosophy, uh-huh. um, I do a lot of reading. I'm, uh, I try to be open-minded. I try not to be one-sided. I consider myself in the middle on a lot of different things. And I feel like I should be able to voice my opinion on this. I feel like I should feel comfortable going out and saying, hey, here's what I think about what's happening. Okay. And I can't. I can't. Because if I say something that someone doesn't agree with, right, I have my moral authority removed. Hmm. Okay. okay. So I get called a certain thing, whether that's a racist or a bigot or whatever, you know, whatever they want to label me. When you call somebody that and you think someone is an actual racist, mm-hmm. like if I, Chris, think Jake is a racist, mm-hmm. anything you say has no moral authority because you are a racist. Okay. Okay. So I'm not allowed to have that discussion with you because what you're saying doesn't matter to me because you're a bad person. Okay. And I'm worried that I'll be labeled that way. Okay. Well, hold on. Let I just did to clarify, you're not saying you agree with his racist remarks. Of course not. Okay. But I my, just wanted to clarify that. Of course not. No. no. Well, the, the issue is for me, and I don't even want to get into it as far as we already have, is this guy is making posts on his personal Facebook page right. and his personal Instagram. Right. And people are going out of their way to destroy Petrolicious. Right. The, the title of the article is, Petrolicious founder appears to say some dumb racist shit online. So now you can stop pretending to like their videos. <laughs> are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You yeah. have hundreds of freelancers. You have all kinds of people that work for Petrolicious. They're all going to lose their job. Yeah. Because of what this... So, yeah, you you don't want to support someone who has these super outlandish racist thoughts. And that's why people are backing out of that. Petrolicious is a company that's they do stuff about cars. Right. There's no political bend to it at all. We need to have a scale. Every instance of some sort of speech we don't like can't be a five alarm fire. Hmm. We can't burn everything and nuke everything that's good to the ground because there's one bad part to it. Petrolicious is a great brand. They do great things for the classic car community. They have great content. Lots of great people work there. And what we're doing is we're destroying their lives. We're taking that away from them. We're taking away that outlet for these creators. What are we, I mean. The problem is, let's say we're road and track. This isn't going to hurt this guy. This guy's going to go on with his life. He's rich out of his mind. He's going to go on with his life. Well, all of these other freelancers, their lives are are hurt. The people that work for Petrolicious in the office, those people are going to be out of a job. Yeah, but look at the other perspective. Let's say we had a partnership with Petrolicious, and as soon as Road and Track or someone else kind of backs out, you kind of need to follow suit because otherwise now you're going to be labeled as basically being a racist. That's because, the problem. Yeah. That's the problem is you can't just go, wow, I really don't agree with what that guy said. That guy is an a-hole. Right. Right. That guy sucks. Right. But the, but the company is not necessarily him. Right. I mean, it's not, it would be different if Petrolicious itself made a statement that said, yeah, we should only have white people drive these cars <laughs> or whatever, you know, whatever they, whatever it is where they said some bad things, but it's so removed. It's cars. 
It's just cars. I know. It's just cool cars and dudes that are super pretentious with the, ro- again, guys with the Rolex <laughs> hanging out the window. I'll admit it. Petrolicious is a little stuffy for me. Oh, yeah. But a lot of their content is really good. They brought back Alan DeCatenay and had this cool stuff with him right. on their premiere site. And they were doing such great things for the classic car community. And it's all going to be destroyed because of what one guy said on Facebook. What impact did this guy have to anybody's life on Facebook? And is destroying Petrolicious going to change that guy's mind? No, but no. to play devil's that, advocate. No, you, it's not going to change anything. No, We're not won't. changing anything. If we want to change things, we have to have a discussion. And we can't have a discussion is if, if everyone is scared that they're going to be torn to shreds for, for wanting to understand and wanting to have a discussion and a debate about what's going on and where the country is going with all of this. If we can't have a discussion on it, it's over. We're just going to regress into some, some country where free speech doesn't matter. Free speech means freedom to be an asshole. (laughs) Yes, but also the freedom for repercussions thereof. Of course. There is freedom of association, right? Mm -hmm. That's part of free speech is freedom of association. But the problem is, is that the, it's not, Road and Track did not back out of Petrolicious because of what he said. Road and Track backed out of Petrolicious or any, let's X company. We don't need to use Road and Track. Right. X company backed out of being an association with Petrolicious because they are, they are scared to be associated with it. They are scared to go, well, I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want to be perceived as someone who supports that behavior. So I have to get out when in, in real, in realistic terms, I don't know that they would. It just because you're part of Petrolicious doesn't mean you endorse what that guy is saying. Right. Two things can be right at the same time. That guy can be an asshole, which he is. Yes. And Petrolicious can have great content with great people that work there. Why don't we go, okay, how do we how do we get rid of this guy from the great brand? There you how go. do we keep this great brand together and get been. rid of this guy? Why do we have to destroy? Why are we destroying and nuking good things? Like people are doing this just to make themselves feel better that they're doing something. I don't understand. No, I, I do agree the best solution would be somehow if there are other management or something in Petrolicious to oust him. Just get rid of him. Yeah. That, well, yes, that guy should face the consequences of what I'm saying. The problem is, is he does own the company. Right. So maybe the, the employees go on strike. Maybe the freelancers go, hey, until this guy isn't a part of this anymore, we're not going to create content for this. Right. There's so many better ways to do that than just going like, screw this brand, nuke it. It's over. Yeah. It's just... We don't have to destroy everything to get things done. If we want change, we need to do it constructively, not through destruction. That's all I'm saying. Can we just stop and slow down and think about what we're doing a little bit? Can we, whether you agree with the premise or not, there's got to be better ways to have a discussion about this. Can we just get together and talk? Can we talk? Can we? That's all I want to do. Let's just have a discussion. All right, moving on. All right, so there is a... Um, new Durango Hellcat, Challenger Superstock, and new Hellcat. Um, I love how Dodge is just, we don't care. Hold on. We got a surplus of these superchargers over here. What else can we put this engine into? Supercharger and everything. Everything. You know, has anybody put one of these motors in a boat yet? That'd be cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be really, really, someone needs to call up Mercury Marine and have them put one of those in there. <laughs> have you seen they some of the engines, engines Mercury does, though? They do their own they do stuff. They do 1350 horsepower twin turbo V8s. To, after that, I'm starting to lose my voice a little bit. Oh, boy. All right. So anyway, so first of all, their, their tagline in this video, which you, is linked in the show notes, okay. is in pursuit of horsepower, <laughs> which is awesome, right? If, and if I were Dodge, I'd put a supercharger and everything, too. Yeah. There's a new 2021 Challenger Superstock. Okay. So this is coming out. It's got 800 seven horsepower eight speed auto zero to 60 in 3.25 seconds uh quarter mile time of 10.5 at okay. 130 it's like out of the box 10 and a half second car um imagine wow. being like being a uh, paul walker and just being like yeah i need to get a 10 second you need to give me a 10 second car and he just goes just down to the dodge, to the dodge dealership dodge dealer. and just buys one <laughs> and shows up and dom's like that's not what i meant but yeah, okay um 168 mile per hour top speed which is tire limited uh suspension optimized for launching Wow. And uh, here's an excerpt from the press release. Quote, when track mode is activated on the Challenger SRT Superstock, the front Bilstein shocks are set for firm compression and soft rebound dampening, while the rear Bilstein shocks are set for firm compression and firm rebound dampening. 
That configuration is maintained as long as the car runs at wide open throttle. When the driver backs off the gas pedal, the system switches to soft compression and firm rebound front and rear for improved handling. Wow. During track mode, the traction control system is disabled to enable the rear wheels to spin for a burnout or drift is what I'm guessing. But the electronic stability control system remains engaged to help the driver with straight line performance. So, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and design this thing so you can drift, do burnouts, and just go 10. Just 10. Decimate I mean, on the track. So cool. It yeah. is It is really, really cool. Um, there's also a Durango SRT Hellcat <laughs> coming out, which is exactly what it sounds like. A yeah. Durango plus uh, 710 horsepower, three-row SUV. Means, yeah. Uh, they're going to build this for 2021 only. Okay. So we'll see how how that one comes out. And then there's the big So bo- there is, I, I was reading our friend Joel Feder at Motor Authority. He had a comment on this, or he had talk to the guys as they were releasing this and you can opt to have the third row seat removed for weight savings okay and then joel's next question was well why don't you remove the second row seat as well and yeah put a roll cage and in the there. passenger seat yeah because fuck that yeah. guy <laughs> and apparently they just rolled their eyes um, they're also uh they're gonna do the the big boy the largest factory supercharger of any production car this is the new demon thing i think okay 2.7 liters up from 2.4 liters 2.7 That's liters. a lot of displacement just for a supercharger. I'm thinking of like a, a like a 1978 Porsche 911 or a 1977 Porsche 911 rather. Uh-huh. 2.7 liter engine. Right. Engine. This is just the supercharger has 2.7 liters. Um, increased boost pressure, 14.5 PSI versus 11. Wow. Uh, high rev limit by 300 RPMs. Two Two dual stage fuel pumps, one at full throttle. <laughs> at full throttle, the Dodge, Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat Red Eye consumes 11.5 gallons. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, 1.43 gallons per minute. Wow. Which, which is just wild. Uh, still doesn't touch the Veyron, though. Okay, so uh, let me let me read this this fact. At full throttle, the Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat Red Eye consumes 1.43 gallons a minute uh, of fuel, enough to drain the 15 gallon fuel tank in just under 11 minutes. Yet is still wow. rated at 22 miles per gallon when driven on normal highway conditions. See, that's impressive. That's cool, but it doesn't touch the Veyron. At a constant top speed, the Veyron could drain its 26-gallon fuel tank in 12 minutes. The Chiron <laughs> can do it in nine. You Okay, here's what's crazy about that fact. Think of a 26-gallon fuel tank. Have you ever had to like remove a fuel tank from a car? Mine's 22, so okay. it's close. Yeah. When you open the plug, it'll take that long to drain just with gravity, basically. It will take longer to drain with gravity. <laughs> um, there's a larger induction airbox on this thing. Um, there's a torque reserve of up to 3.9 PSI of boost at launch and up to 55% more engine torque. I mean, it's it's only factory production sand with both SRT power chiller and after run chiller, which I'm guessing is like uh, air to water intercooler yep. type of situation. Um, Wait, no, you know what it does? It actually uses the AC compressor if I remember correctly. Oh, really? To deliver cool air to the intake. Yes. That's rad. Uh, Great idea. High strength steel prop shafts. I mean, this thing is just built. 800, 797 horsepower. Top (laughs) speed of 203 miles an hour. Zero to 60 in quote, the mid threes. And it's like, wow. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. nuts. All right. So uh, the army, this is big news. Okay. This is big news. The army has collaborated with Jake Solberg to design the perfect vehicle. Yes! <laughs> I love this. So the Army, the Army's prototype infantry squad vehicle or ISV was actually shown last year at SEMA. And this thing is basically, get ready, Chris, a Chevy Colorado with all of the body work removed. By reusing all of the functional bits of the 2021 Colorado ZR2, GM says that 90% of the vehicle is built with off-the-shelf parts nice including they're using the 2.8 liter turbo diesel and six-speed automatic the isv should be a cost effective you know what i solution. think an isv is an idle stabilization valve on a volkswagen okay That's, well this is the industry's squad vehicle yes <laughs> probably it's, it's going to be basically like their cost effective solution for battlefield mobility and this <laughs> what it's like 150 million dollars or something. no it's not i don't know what's it it's say it's less here? than a chevy colorado okay let's yeah. see what the how much money was so it it's it's u.s army coughs up 214 million dollars yeah they're probably gonna get a ton of them <laughs> yeah, cost, cost per effective. unit is probably quite low compared to like the humvee i suppose so this isn't some super armored like mrap style truck it's actually just basically meant to be fast capable and more importantly air transportable so it'll fit inside a Chinook helicopter and is light enough where it can actually be dangled 
via a Blackhawk. Nice. So the Blackhawk can just come, lift this thing up, and bring it wherever it wants. Nice. So, Chris, all those jokes about my truck not being a real Hummer, they have basically come full circle. This is not your truck. No, this has come full circle. Now the latest military vehicle basically is my truck. It kind of is. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. That's it for news. We really appreciate you uh, tuning in. On Monday, we have Glenn Cordell coming into the podcast. Yes. He's going to talk about his crazy 914 uh, project that he's working on with Sung Kang, uh, who is from Fast and the Furious fame. Yes, you, a, you know him better as Han. This is kind of a, a kind of a reveal of, of the project this that they're really working cool. on. It's yeah. really, really cool. Uh, I, I really appreciate Glenn coming on. We're also going to reminisce a little bit about uh, some of our projects from the past. It's great. You guys will enjoy it. We will see you on Monday. Take care.